Would you join me in prayer? Open our hearts, open our minds, open the whole of our beings, our lives to the very core of who we are, that we may know you fully, love you fully, as we are fully loved. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Please be seated. We begin today, or this evening, on Ash Wednesday, the season of Lent. It is a time to take pause in each day, to notice the Holy One with us, and to notice where there are perhaps, or if you're anything like me, likely those things in your life that are tripping you up in your life with God. Sometimes we call them sins. But it's an important thing to remember that the foundation of the Lenten journey is not sinfulness, but deep, deep love. Amen? Amen. And that this deep love is inviting us into a time of noticing where perhaps our walk with God, our walk with our neighbor, our walk with ourselves has those pieces that are causing us deep woe or lamentation or sorrow or suffering and try as we might, sometimes we just feel stuck and we can't be free of them. Amen? Am I alone in this? So you know how we all get these crosses? These crosses can remind us that we are all in this together. So perhaps we can be a little more gracious to one another and to ourselves. Amen? Amen? So that every time we look in that mirror as we got this cross on, we don't go, oh my goodness. We go, yeah, that's me too. So what we are entering into in this time of deep noticing in the core of our hearts, in the depths of our soul, is we are entering into what I like to call a time of holy struggle. Because we're wrestling with those bits and pieces of our lives that are causing to trip up as we seek to live a life of great love. And struggle, while oftentimes we think, I would love to have a life free of struggle. Yes? <laughs> Amen. And yet, there is something about the way God created this good earth that struggle is an important part of our growth. Let me share two examples. A friend of mine who's an OB-GYN talked about, of course, the great joy of when a child is born. And she said, you know what, Jules? If you try to hold a child down so that it can't move, it will wrestle you, you down to the ground because it wants to wiggle and move. And part of that wiggling and moving is how it starts to build its strength, right? Our holy struggle is much like that. Our wiggling and our moving and our saying something isn't right, something's holding me down is a good thing. Does that make sense? The other example that I hadn't realized is that a butterfly, 
And a butterfly emerges from what? A cocoon or a chrysalis, right? If we were to break open that cocoon or that chrysalis for the butterfly, it actually would never be able to fly and it would perish. Because the work of breaking free of that cocoon that at one point nurtured it, but now it's time for it to grow beyond that and to spread its wings and fly, the butterfly equivalent of blood, I wrote it, I have the actual word, because I knew you'd be curious. Hemolymph, hemolymph, like hemo blood and then lymph, whatever that. Someone who's scientific can help us out. But that hemolymph only pumps into the wings of the butterfly as it struggles to break free. And only then can it soar with joy on the winds. Do you see what I'm saying? Our struggles, my brothers and sisters, are not bad. They are real. And the struggles to grow in love are good, holy struggles. So as we're wrestling with those things that trip us up, you know, and then you trip again, and then you trip again, right? Those are, those are sacred trippings up because we realize that something's not quite right. And the Holy One delights to join in us in the work of untangling and healing and and releasing and freeing. Does that make sense? So don't be afraid of the struggle. Don't be afraid to go down deep and get at the root of what is going on in your life that's tripping you up from a life of love and joy and freedom and service that is filled with the greatest love we could ever know. Amen? And so we can do this, and we get these crosses. And you know, the words that we say are, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And on the one hand, that reminds us of our mortality, that one day we will die. We do believe in the resurrection that new life will come. But it also reminds us that life is so sacred, isn't it? And the opportunity to do the work that's really important to us, which inevitably is the work of love, is worth our focus and our attention and our energy. Rather than an afterthought, it becomes the very foundation of how we live our day, how we pattern our lives because it is what is so important. Also, you know what I really want to say when I do the crosses? I'm so glad you said yes, Julia. I would love to know. I want to say, remember that you are stardust, right? Stardust, that which burst forth at the start of creation, that we're all made of stardust. Isn't that magical? And to stardust you will return. And resurrection life is all about that stardust that everything contains within it, the sacred goodness of God, 
with us. You are stardust. The other thing I'd like to remember each, I was going to say Advent, but that's not right, each Ash Wednesday, is that at our baptism, do you remember what we do with the holy oil? You are marked as Christ's own forever. You are sealed with the holy oil of baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. And where does that ashen cross go? Right in that same place. It is one promise. It is a promise of great love. It is the promise of God walking with us in our holy struggles no matter what. And the invitation for us to walk with one another in our holy struggles, no matter what. So my prayer for each of us, and for us as a community, is that we could take time for prayer and for reflection to partake of this good, holy struggle, which is the journey of Lent. In the name of our loving, liberating, life-giving God, amen.